Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back in Fitness Fanatics Hour 2. If you've missed any of the first hour, you can check us out on the podcast on our show page. You have to go under Ticket Weeknights, and we're under there with uh, everybody's show, including AD has a show that is on Wednesday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Chris Raff. It's riffing with Raff and AD. So I've been giving Raff a hard time that I'm stealing his co-host for the morning. <laughs> um, so I know he's listening today, so uh, that's good. Is he on deck for the next time you need a co-host? Well, maybe. I don't know. I haven't asked him. <laughs> Our couple weeks and June 4th is, is Nicole's going to be gone doing a half marathon in Des Moines. Oh, wow. So I'll be here by myself. What's she celebrating that day? <laughs> um, She's, you know, she's just going to have fun. Okay. I mean, okay. Again, yeah. different definition. Yeah, well, yeah, you ain't lying, man. Fun and marathon well, do like not I mix said, with we're, me. We're completers, not competers. Mm. Right? And AD, I know you are a big runner. Um, <laughs> 2019, I, I found a picture of you. You did the... Uh, Husker Road Race with yeah. us in 2019, yes. and you did a 5K. Yeah. And that was awesome, right? No, it was not awesome. <laughs> I was only there because you asked me to go, and the rest of the gym was there. I knew it was for a good cause. <laughs> right. I'll never do it again, bro. I will never. You're not going to do it this that year w- with us? Man, you know, here's the thing. That was way out of my comfort zone. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying you probably got a better chance of seeing Ray Charles there rather than me. <laughs> <laughs> Now the not reason no. it's not a no. The reason, <laughs> yeah, <it's not> a <laughs> no. <laughs> the reason you should do it is because you can do it. That is true, right? That is true. Um, <clears throat> you know, I will say this, man. I I had never, Mark. I never ran that far in my life. Yeah. on purpose. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> <On> man? <laughs> yeah, on purpose. I mean, the thing that was so humbling about I've always had a huge admiration for runners. You know, particular distance runners, because they make it look so easy. I was literally going by, oh, we were right past the stadium on that route. There were people already coming back. (laughs) I was like, are you, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, this is, I mean, just, it's really impressive to see people who are just great runners like that because it's just effortless. And they were, they were dressed in, you know, costumes and everything Mm. else. I'm trying to find the best thing to possibly run in. (laughs) And I still felt the engines just shutting down. I mean, I was on engine. The left engine already was was already struggling. And I'm thinking, these guys and gals are already on their way back. So from that aspect, man, you really introduce yourself to yourself when you feel like quitting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to quit, but I sure as heck was going to walk the rest of the way. But I'm like, AD, come on, man. Even if it's a trot. Yeah. Like you said, I just wanted to be a completer, not a computer. Because that's just not my that's just not my strength, man. But. It was, it was, it, it did stretch me out of my comfort zone for sure. Man. Well, and doing a 5K, like, you know, a lot of our members think, oh, there's no way I can do a 5K. Well, a kickboxing class is 45 minutes. Most people do finish their 5K in under 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you can do a kickboxing workout, you can treat your 5K like a kickboxing, like a hit workout where you run, walk, run, walk, run, right. walk, and you can finish it. Right. So I'm hoping we're, we're going to have a big uh, contingent of members out at the Husker uh, road race coming up on July 18th or 19th that weekend. So we'll be, we'll be promoting that. Hopefully we can get some, some, some guys in to talk about that and promote yeah. that run. Cause it is 
by far, if you're a Nebraska fan, the coolest race you can participate in. And maybe yeah. we can even get Mark to do it. He's like, oh, no. Mark was like, no, look, he's like, we're that was 2017, he was like, we're five years ago. Yeah. Technical difficulties. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> look, what you'll learn about me quick, Jeff, is uh, challenging me to something works. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's why I showed up to your fit class uh, on a yeah. Saturday morning. It's because someone said, hey, Mark, you should come to the fit class. Mm. So, uh, Have you done that 5K? Uh, not that one. Oh, it is – I mean, the first time we did it, we drove over from Des Moines, um, and it was like, this is the coolest thing. Like, mm-hmm. all the players are yeah. there. I mean, and, and like, the, well, the first time I did it, I, you know, I hadn't got my picture taken with Adrian Martinez and mm-hmm. J.D. Spielman. And when A.D. was there, we, you know, th- this is a funny story. There were some kids wanting to get their picture taken with, with Martinez, and A.D.'s like, yo, 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 like, we just we just snuck our way in. <laughs> Push the kids, kids out off of the to way. the side. We need to get a picture here, Adrian. <laughs> but it's just so cool because the players are down there, and and you know we talked to the to the Sunday morning pancake guys about this too. Like they're out there handing out water, they're yeah. cheering you on, and, and as a Nebraska fan, you know even as a forty three year old Nebraska fan, yeah. I mean it's really cool. Yeah. to see those guys down there and interacting with the kids and. And it's just a cool thing because they're very assess- accessible, um, shaking hands and, and, like I said, taking pictures. It's a and cool ambiance too, man. It is. You know, it's... you're in front of the stadium, you know, um, players, lots of folks. Part of what was really the coolest for me is when people were cheering you on on that last yeah. 200 meters like, or whatever. They're all lined up. Yeah, that all was All the cool. players are lined up. And, you know, they're all giving you high fives as you're yep. finishing that, that last stretch. Yeah. And it's all for a good cause. I mean, Great raising cause. money for pediatric brain cancer, and um, it's just really cool. So we'll 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 get into that. Maybe AD will be down there, and and maybe Mark will be down there. Well, we still got two months to go before we get there. Here we go. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying we'll see. Maybe you'll go cheer. <laughs> yeah, I'd be great at that. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about AD's journey. Um, so AD and I met. We moved here in 2018. He had been out of the Farrells game for a while, um, had done it for years previous and mm-hmm. been out of it for a while, just going through some things. Um, and when I got here, you know, one of our members, Tim Clare, I was trying to think, gosh, how can I get some football players in here? And he's like, what, have you reached out to Aaron Davis? And I was like, who's that? <laughs> never heard of him. That's exactly what I told Tim. Sammy Davis. <laughs> never heard of him. I don't know who this is. So, but anyway, I reached out and, uh, you know, AD came over to the Jamie Lane gym and, and we just had like instantly connected. Yeah. I think it was, he had just lost his mom. I lost my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had talked about that a little bit. And so he started up in the spring of 2018, which was in March and he's been there ever since. Yeah. It's weird to think it's been 2018 already. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause prior to you giving me a call, I was just, I was working out. Not a lot of cardio, you know. I was yeah. over at a different gym, uh, just lifting weights, you know, an occasional, you know, occasional uh, cardio class or something like that. Hit class, but <clears throat> not consistent cardio. That's for sure. But you were you you had said you were on a plane, and this was, I mean, this was kind of shortly to us getting here. So you yeah. were on a plane, and you were well. You could tell the story about how you were just sweating. Yep. 
Remember that story you told me? Oh, dude. And when, when was, was that? That was in... <clears throat> was that in 2017? 2016? They woke me up, man. I I mean, I was just... Uh, my heart, you know, just my blood pressure. Um, I was awakened by a flight attendant because I was slumped over in my chair. Right. And um, my, my shirt, my suit when we wore suits <laughs> you know before <laughs> pandemic days right but uh my suit was just covered in sweat and uh thank god there was a doctor on board and they rushed me to i was supposed to fly in atlanta they got me to the atlanta hartsfield area on uh, the medical area to test you know to test my vitals and everything um but just thinking man they didn't know if it was maybe possibly a stroke because my i mean literally the left side of my mouth felt like it was temporary i couldn't i couldn't talk and you would have only been 42 at the time 41 42 yeah yeah i'm 48 now maybe about 42 yeah maybe about 42 years old and uh 43 maybe yeah but i was like yeah this is i gotta start getting back on some cardio and check my you know just checking on my body and because like i said I, I worked out but it wasn't uh it was more like i said it was just weights a lot of weights i'm not knocking people who just lift weights because i still love to lift weights but there are some things i need to do cardio wise too you know, diet-wise, et cetera. So there's some lifestyle change that need to be made. But that was a scary wake-up call, bro. I mean, that was scary. And you're like, oh, what do I need to do? And then here I come. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blessing, <laughs> man. It really was. It really was. So really AD's, was. AD's been with us for four years, um, you know, been with us through the pandemic and the shutdowns and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, always see him at the gym, a fixture. He he's, talks about ferals all the time and, and – Anybody that starts ferals that he's recommended has seen amazing changes. Yeah. Um, Hutch, Chris Raff. Chris Raff won. Yeah, he won the thousand dollars. Thousand bucks a couple um, years ago. Troy is doing it right yep. now. He's, yep. He's Troy Yep. He's in Mark's class yep. at five a.m. He's yep. in New Orleans right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> he's gonna need to come back to the <laughs> yeah. gym after that trip. He, he, he said Monday's gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be rough, man. I tell me, Bourbon Street has got the best of us, brother. <laughs> yep. So everybody that that you've referred that have started has had seen amazing changes. Yeah. So everybody hears you talk about it, but not everybody starts. Yeah. So I kind of see the same thing too. Like I have a lot of family that lives here, and they know I own a gym, and mm -hmm. and. Even my family back in Iowa, they know I own a gym, and yep. it, you know, so it's like if they need help, I'm here, right? right? So I talk about ferals; they know what we do. Mm -hmm. Same with you; you talk about it all the time. All the time, man. But you have they, friends and and family members that are just like, hmm, I see all these great changes, but I'm just not ready yet. I I'm just not ready to do something to start. You know, Jeff, I do, and um. I've got, I, it comes down again to like we were talking earlier. If when something doesn't matter to you, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that sometimes uh, uh, we can allow things that, that do matter, not matter. You know, like our health, like you mentioned, we get one, man, we get one body, you know, and I've got friends who, um, who really need to get serious about it. I mean, like very serious about it. Right. Uh, but won't. You know, because like I said, you can talk to somebody till you're blue in the face. And, and here's something my mom would yeah, I mean, yeah, can literally till you're blue in the face. And there's something my mom would say, God rest her soul. She was like, you know what? People usually don't change until they become disgusted. Being tired is not enough. Right. Oh, I'm tired of looking this way. Well, well, you know, that's not enough. Well, I'm frustrated. Frustration's not enough. When you reach a point of disgust, I mean, disgust is when you can't stand it anymore. You, you, you've, you've said, you know what? 
this is no longer an option. Right. Disgust is a very strong feeling. <clears throat> you think about if a food disgusts you, you're not going to eat it. Right. You think about green beans. People try to tell me, well, you haven't tasted my mom's green beans. Man, I don't care who your mom is. I don't like green beans. And I don't like they, green olives. Yes, you don't like green olives. I will not eat them. You won't eat it. They disgust you, the right. very smell of it. Yes. Sometimes our own weight has to become, sometimes our own lifestyle, when it deals with our, our, with our weight and our fitness, it has to come to the point where we just can't stand it anymore. It's like, I'm no longer going to live this way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't eat green beans. I don't care who. I, I, they just, it's the smell of them disgusts me. All right? <laughs> You have to come to the point to where you become disgusted with where you're at currently. Not yourself as a person. Right, you know, right. We're not talking about self-love. We're talking about self-care. Right. You really say, I'm, I'm no longer going to live this way. There's going to be a change that takes place. Right, right. Because it's, it's not like, you know, <clears throat> we, we don't really say people are overweight and it's, it's bad. It's more of a being healthy. Right. You know, not, not a body image. But just being healthy. Just being healthy. You know, you got to taking care of your heart and making sure everything is functioning properly and, right. and stuff like that. So that's what we care more about is, you know, it doesn't really matter what you look like. Right. We just want you to be the, the healthiest version of yourself. Not the lightest version, but the healthiest version. So that's why losing this off your body, that's what we want to do. Because this around your organs affects yeah. how everything works. Absolutely. So about a year ago, your, your view of fitness kind of changed Yeah. because all your friends, all my friends, family, you know, we all have the ability and we talked about what I said, well, this is why you should do the 5k because you can do it. Yeah. You're physically able to do it. So about a year ago, you were diagnosed with cancer right? and you were out of commission for months. Yeah, that was rough. So take us back to to those two, three months where you were you were big into fitness. I mean, obviously you worked out, lifted weights, and did ferals. Um and you see like some of our members even where they have memberships or or if you go to the Y or wherever you go, mm-hmm. you have a gym membership and you don't use it, even though you're totally physically capable right. of using it. Right. You just take it for granted. Yeah. Then oh I'll start tomorrow or next month or next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So take us back to those, those few months where the thing that you love the most was taken away from taken you. away. You know, on May 3rd is when I was, I was diagnosed with cancer when I got the news of last year and I went into my doctor, uh, just like, you know, regular scheduled times, which was, uh, in April, I went late April of last year. And, um, and I missed COVID year of going to get checked. Cause my doctor was, his office wasn't even open. Right. You know, they were pushed back dramatically because the obvious that was going on. And so it's like, you know, I need to get in. And there's that hesitancy part. It's like, why well, wait until the fall? I'm like, no, AD, you need to get in now. You know, it's, you know, you missed last year with your family history, et cetera, to get in. So I went in and that's one thing before I go further, uh, Jeff and Mark and to all the listeners out there, get into your doctors, ladies, get to your screenings, men, get your take, uh, your screenings taken care of your physicals. Uh, because reality, just like you know, Jeff and you know, Cole say quite often, cancer and heart disease don't care if you're busy. You know, high blood pressure doesn't care if you're busy. You know, so those things you you neglect become back and hurt you later on. So I went in like I was, really was supposed to in April, and I was diagnosed on uh, May 3rd uh, with stage 2, man. You know, I didn't feel anything. I felt absolutely nothing. That's wrong. the scary part. That's very scary, especially when it comes to cancer. Yes, yep. and in uh, and in black <clears throat> and brown males, 
uh, we have a more aggressive form of of cancer, and it's more frequent. They don't they don't they don't know why. It's just more aggressive and it's more frequent. So he told me, Aaron, had you not come, if had you wait until the fall, I go. This conversation is probably different. Yeah, you know, it's probably different. So I'm, I'm, I can't beg you folks enough. In fact, I was just texting with a good friend of mine um, when I was coming on the show. I've been meaning to respond back to him, but was just saying, man, I went into my doctor. I got this procedure taken care of. Uh, was you know, it was probably two years. I was delaying it. He goes, I'm winning. Everything's good. He goes, I just want you to know I appreciate you being an advocate. So I was literally before I got on the show. Yeah, I was texting my buddy back and. Um, I've had a number of those stories. My thing is, man, I want people to get in and get checked. No, is it is it comfortable? No. But neither is when the doctor says, hey, I need you to go see a urologist. Uh, I was like, doc, in a few weeks ago, no, immediately. Yeah. And I had to have that whole procedure done, man. It was not comfortable, but I'm glad that I did. Uh, here we are. Literally just Friday, I found out uh, that I'm a, you know, it's a year that's undetectable, which is the whole goal. So now I don't have to go in every three months. I think now it's only like twice a year I have to go in. Uh, but that all started a year ago this time. When I have six incisions across my abdomen where they removed my prostate through a process called a um, uh, prostatectomy, you know, where they get the prostate out uh, um, and they remove it, you know, through the, using a laser machine. Dude, that was the hardest few months of my life not being able to work out. First of all, I couldn't because I had a catheter right. for about 11 days, you know, right. which you ain't doing a whole lot with that at all. <laughs> you know? Right. And then even some of my workouts now, Jeff, you know, and this is kind of the awesome part. Doctor said, you know, I wouldn't recommend burpees ever again. I was like, my man. <laughs> It'll be 10 years from now. Nah, man, I can't do yeah. that. Bro. Doctor's orders. Get that in writing, doctor's orders. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no running. No uh, burpees. Yeah. No jumping jacks. <laughs> no sprints. <laughs> So, I will say, you guys, it took me a while, though. There was there was a lot of depression, too, man, because, you know, working out, you always release endorphins. You mm-hmm. know, you feel better. I couldn't – dude, I was depressed. And I'm to your listeners out there that uh, may deal with some depression, some anxiety, I get it from that aspect. You know, maybe it's prompted – maybe you're just prompted by different things, but just sitting there laid up, not being able to do a whole lot, in pain – and my way to, to usually deal with that was to go to the gym, you know, and just punch a bag, kick the bag, uh, lift something. Well, those were things I could not do, literally could not do them. And my doctor told me, uh, McGuffey, the great people there at Urology PC, shout out to them. I appreciate them like crazy. But he says, AD, I'm going to tell you this. He goes, the most likely, the only reason why you'll come back and see me before you have to is if you push too far. Right. That's when you'll come back and see me. And knowing what was inside, he goes, you know, just the, the, the just the procedure itself. I had a major organ taken from my body. Right. You know, and sometimes it's guys like, oh, man, I'll be back in two weeks. No, you're not, bro. <laughs> you, you still have incisions in your abdomen. You can't go back. Right. It was tough to have it snatched away. But also, I'm going to say this, man. I'm just going to be frank with you. It pissed me off that people who could do it didn't want to do it. Oh, man, I'm busy, AD. Oh, man, I got this going on. I got... It, it was frustrating, and it was it was it was mind blowing to me that something I enjoyed so much for it to be gone, and it was no longer an option. I didn't have an option. I could, I mean, I literally could not right. go back to the gym. And there was some full disclosure, folks. I mean, here's a guy that's 48 years old, and when you have that procedure, well, you're not controlling, you know, when it comes to you know using the restroom as far as you know your urine, et cetera, like that. There was things to where it was humbling to be that age and getting you know pull ups. 
I'm just being fully honest with you, man. It was tough. And knowing that if I did go to the gym, I could literally have an accident in the gym. Yeah. Even now, y'all, when I'm lifting weights, I got to be careful with pushing because still, you know, you have to do these things called kegels, you know, to kind of control your flow and things. And I'm thinking, man, that's humbling. And hearing I'm saying on the radio, but it was just, I'm just being fully transparent. Very embarrassing. But you know what? I'd rather be embarrassed instead of dead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll take the embarrassment rather than being dead. Because that could have been the alternative. And there's still things I have to work on, you know, as far as my kegels. And, you know, uh, like I said, still going in twice uh, twice a year now instead of three times a year. But to have the gym taken away, man, was, was brutal. That was rough. Well, and you, you, I think one of, the, one of the cool things about Ferrell's is when you were gone, you – you kind of saw what type of family Farrell's was. Yes. People reaching out to you. Yeah. Um, I swung by and visited with you for yes, a little you while. Did. That was fun. That was a blast. Um, you know, I think one of our members had got you a bracelet. I got it. I should have wore it this morning. That yep. I don't even know who did it. I still don't know who Still it to is. this day, I don't know which member was behind that. Um, but it, I, it had an engraving on it from the FXB family, yep. and, and I still don't know who did that. Your attitude, your choice, had yes. it on there, yes. and it was a cool bracelet, man. To wear, and it wasn't just you know like it's just a rubbery bracelet. I mean, it was a cool bracelet. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have been wrong with that either, you know. Just <laughs> right. you know, but it was a cool bracelet that I have it just right where I set my watches at. Man, I was in tears when I I looked at that, and there because there were some dark nights, man. You know, I, I, there were some dark nights, and then I would get, you know, the messages from the Farrell's family. Um, I'd see folks online. I'd chime into the conversations. We'd be joking around. But you really – that doesn't happen at another gym because people are at different times. Yeah, you just you know, kind of go in you when go, you're – Individual. Yeah. Now, here's some faces you see familiar, but I mean it's really a gym family at Farrell's, and that was – man, helped me out a lot through that, Jeff, and Nicole and the whole uh, FXB family at both locations because I go to both at different times. You guys encouraged me more than you know, and still do. You know, you really do. I, it was, it was, that was a very dark period of my life, man, to where you guys were some lights, some beacons. Yeah, well, thank you. Absolutely. Now we're, we're, yeah, you're getting past that. And, and, you know, when AD started back, um, I was teaching kickboxing class, and, you know, he, he was, he was back there. He had to, to do some modifications. And I said, you know, I don't really notice the difference between your working out now versus before you were diagnosed with cancer because you're still taking just as many water breaks. <laughs> but now, like he's back there taking a lot, and I said I don't I don't see a difference. Like this, he's just, back. This just looks like. And again, one one last time, this is AD and I during kickboxing class. What did you say? You need a water break. You need a water break. I didn't sound like me too. Water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Water is for washing blood off that uniform, and you don't get no blood on my uniform. Boy, you must be outside your mind. We are going to do up-downs until Blue is no longer tired and thirsty. So now he has a doctor's note to be able to take water breaks. And I don't give him as hard of time now as I used to. So, all right, we're going to we're up against the break. We're going to go back to uh, 80s Husker days and talk a little uh, fitness and, and workout regiments. I've been hearing about this workout regiment that Jay oh. Foreman told me about. Is it Was it called the pit? 
or what, what was it called? He said, oh, we just have to do this. I just can't remember what he called it, but maybe we can jog your memory. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Jeff and AD, Fitness Fanatics.